That life you've been secretly dreaming of, the one that keeps whispering to you, reminding you that you're meant for more, it's meant for you and it is possible. Your part in making it all real is to get your inner game on point and I'm here to help you do just that. I'm Jade Stoner, host of Soul Growth, the podcast, transformational life and soul coach, online content creator and entrepreneur. I've spent over 10 years studying, living and breathing personal and spiritual growth and I'm here to help you elevate so that you can live the life you love inside and out. You are worthy of more and your time is now. So let's do this. Hello and welcome back to part two of this episode of Soul Growth where I'm getting into the next three of the six biggest mistakes I've made elevating my life. So in part one, I shared with you how I used to only focus on things in my outer game, aka my physical world, how I used to ignore the voice of my soul and my intuition, and also how I used to make other people's input and thoughts matter more than my own. And I've been reflecting on all of this and I want to share something else with you or more accurately to remind you that mistakes are not really mistakes. They're actually opportunities for growth. And the only difference is how you choose to look at what happens to you in your life. And I shared with you in part one how my life experiences could have made me very bitter and angry and resentful. And whilst I may have felt some of those emotions for a time, I didn't allow them to take root in me, to become a part of my identity. And you have the same choice. You know, history is filled with people who've overcome challenges and what could have been seen as mistakes. But all of those experiences made the person and those people made history. Remember, perfect doesn't exist. And the sooner you let that old, outdated paradigm and expectation go, the less resistance you will create in your life and then the freer you are to elevate effortlessly and grow. And I strongly feel that this was really important to share with you. And I want you to know that whatever it is you're berating yourself for doesn't have to define who you are. Whatever guilt or shame, embarrassment or any other low vibe feeling you're carrying about your past mistakes, you get to reframe those. And I know there were lessons in there for you. And in them are the keys to unlock your next level. So forgive yourself for whatever it is. Go back and listen to episode two where I got into the truth about forgiveness. And then use all that freed up and renewed energy to go real life your dreams. Remember that you get to have it all. So now let me get stuck into the rest of my six biggest mistakes. So mistake number four, giving up during the low points and when things got tough. So this wasn't something that I would do physically, like closing down my business, selling everything I own, becoming a nun, you know, all the usual stuff. If I was physically giving up during the low points and when things got rough, that would have been a lot easier to call myself out on. This was more to do with giving up emotionally and energetically and mentally, all of the things that are controlled by my inner game. So 
when things got too hard in life and I didn't know how to handle it, when my business wasn't making the money I desired, when the results I was trying to get were taking too long to show up, or when my self-doubt got too loud and I got too scared, and when the voices of outside influences triggered me too much, all of the things like that, that's when I would pull back emotionally, energetically, and mentally. And I'd disconnect from myself. You know, I'd shut down, I'd go into freeze mode, and then my thoughts would spiral into all the disempowering beliefs, like this stuff doesn't work, when my manifestations weren't showing up on time. And maybe I should give up on my business dreams. You know, maybe this path isn't for me. These were all the things that my ego was saying to me. I'm done with this relationship. You know, I'm walking away. I'm never going to make this money. So what's the fucking point? I've done all this work and I'm still in this crap position. You know, I don't need to go on, but you get the idea. And this wouldn't just be a sporadic down spiral. This would happen multiple times a day about multiple things. And I later learned that amongst other things, this way of being was self-abandoning. So every time something looked like it wasn't working, I'd shut down, sabotage, freeze, panic, and then abandon myself because that felt easier than sitting in the discomfort. And on deeper introspection, I was able to see how this pattern of giving up was a pattern that I'd pretty much run my whole life. And it was a coping mechanism, something that I'd learned to do at a young age as a way to guard myself from being hurt or disappointed. And whilst it might have, might have served me at some point in my life, on my elevating journey as a grown up, it just kept taking me one step forward and three steps back for way too long. And it kept me in this yo-yo energy, you know, up, down, up, down. I'd be all all in when I felt really good and when things were going really well. And then I'd be spinning out in my head when I didn't feel so good and things weren't going so well. And in this energetic and mental stopping and starting pattern. And all of that was just really tiring and destructive to my growth. You know, it's the seed analogy that I shared with you in part one. You know, I'd plant the seeds and then when all the fears kicked in, I'd dig it up or probably throw acid on it is what it really looked like with the kind of toxic thoughts that I was throwing onto it. And running this pattern, making this mistake of giving up during the low points and when things got rough held me back and nothing that I wanted could ever come to life properly because I was just destroying all the momentum with this sabotage and this way of abandoning, right? What I've come to learn through much working on my inner game is that I have to be there for me no matter what, through the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. You know, when it looks like it's working and when it doesn't, keeping the faith, holding the vision, having the belief in the ups and the downs. And just because others may have abandoned me throughout my life, it didn't mean that I had to do that to myself and to my dreams just because things may not have worked out in the past, it didn't mean that they never would. And this was a deeper level of commitment that I had to align to over and over again. And that's some next level, deep self-love work right there. And I am so grateful for it. 
Because instead of allowing myself to be swayed and influenced by these external circumstances, I've learned to focus inside and on me and building strong mental, emotional and energetic foundations that can withstand all the stuff that's to come. So mistake number five, trying to do it all by myself. So this was yet another way of being, another pattern that I'd been running most of my life. And as with most of the other mistakes that I've shared, I was only able to see this looking back. And this stemmed back to around age five when my dad died and my mum became unavailable in many ways. So from that experience, inside of my child self, I decided that I had to do things by myself. And for years, people, including myself, would say how I was very mature. And part of that was because I'm an old soul. And it was partly because I had to grow up. It was my survival. I had to grow up before my time. And I shared with you in part one how a lot of our subconscious beliefs are developed between the ages of naught to seven. So you can see how this idea of doing everything by myself became my framework for life. And as Carl Jung is famed for saying, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will continue to run your life and you will call it fate. So trying to do it all by myself in my personal growth journey, that looked like me purely relying on books and self-study programs and audio trainings and seminars and other kinds of events to support me. And they're all the DIY versions of personal growth. And all of it was valuable, but it only took me so far. In the gym, you know, for a, a lot of years, I worked out in the gym. I'd do it alone. In my relationships, I took on a lot because, again, I had this unconscious belief that I had to do it all by myself. And I remember Jaden's very first Christmas, and he was around six weeks old. He's birthday is 17th of November so very close to Christmas and I remember shopping for all the presents for about six people I wrapped them all up I shopped for all the food and I cooked all the food and I was still recovering from just having had a baby and I used to tell this story like it was a badge of honor like look how much I managed to do and I now see it as why the fuck did I do all that by myself You know, asking for help was a problem for me. When I was going through something like a challenge, instead of confiding in a friend like most people do, I'd keep it all inside. And the only times I would share is when I was at my wit's end, like at the point of I'm going to go crazy if I don't talk to someone, you know, I'm going to burst. And even when I was working with my first coach, you know, I've invest I'd invested in this coach and part of that coaching package was unlimited access to them via phone guess what I still wouldn't always reach out again like with the friend situation that I just shared I would only call when it all felt too much so like in my hour of desperation and I felt like there was no way out my back was up against the wall that is when I'd get in touch with them And when going through it in my life, like in the up and down scenarios I shared with you in the last mistake, instead of turning to the universe and asking for help as my first point of call, as my default, I'd be in my head trying to figure it all out by myself. And the only time that I would turn to the universe, the only time I would send a prayer 
was like as an afterthought. And what I've learned is that turning inward and connecting with my soul, the universe and my spirit team should be my first port of call. Because the truth is, I am never alone. And the universe and my angels and all the things are always waiting on standby to support me. But I have to ask because they don't interrupt my free will. And now I know that life is not meant to be done alone. We're not made to be alone. And when you have the right people around you, the right support, you can go so much further. I can go so much further than I can go by myself. And whilst I know that I can have it all, I know that I can't do it all. And I also have no desire to do it all myself anymore. You know, I am open and ready and willing to receive support. And something really important I've learned to integrate as well is that I'm worthy and deserving of that support, whether that looks like hiring a life or a business coach, getting a personal trainer, you know, calling on my friends when I need some support, asking for help around the house, having my food shop delivered, you know, in all the things and in all the ways I've learned that it is safe for me to ask for and receive help. And those that look down their noses at me for having my food shop delivered or investing in the support I desire, they're not my people. You know, life is for living, not being a slave to. So mistake number six, not loving myself. Of all the mistakes that I've shared in part one and two, everything boils down to this one thing. Not loving myself meant that I believed others' needs were more important than my own. It meant that I looked outside of myself expecting someone else to love me because I didn't. I didn't love myself and that meant that I tolerated shitty situations for far longer than I would have done if I had a higher self-worth. And what I've learned elevating my life is that not loving myself has impacted every single area of my life in every single way. The impact of my lack of self-love showed up in how I handled my money, how I showed up in business, what I believed to be true about myself, what I believed I could and couldn't have in my life, my parenting, my self-worth, who I hung out with, how I behaved, where I lived, what stores I shopped in, you know, everything. And I've learned that what shows up in my life is just the presenting problem. It's never the cause. And when I dug down inside, the root of all of the outer stuff, all of the challenges was this one thing, not loving myself and believing that I wasn't good enough. And learning to reprogram all of this bullshit has been one of the greatest gifts of my life. And as I've learned to love myself more and more, I find myself more at peace with life and much more trusting of myself and my journey. What shows up for me gets better and better because I know I'm worthy of better. And of course, everything is connected. So of course, this is how it gets to be. And I love that I get to teach my children this gift too. And with that, I know that they'll get to bypass a lot of the crap in their lives because I've done this healing work. And learning to love myself truly has been, is the greatest love of all. 
So let me wrap this episode up with a recap and some takeaways for you. Number one, life is not linear. There is no such thing as a straight line. So stop throwing in the towel when shit gets rough. Be there for you no matter what. Commit to yourself and your dream life in a way that you never have before. And when you feel like throwing in the towel, dig deeper, look at why. Because underneath all of the emotion, there will be a fear. And it's this fear that you need to shine a light on and uproot so that you can plant a more empowering and supportive belief. And this also requires some discernment, right? Because sometimes the low vibe stuff comes up to redirect you. And this is where trusting yourself and your inner knowing really comes into its own power. And you're going to get to know the difference between when you should actually throw the towel in on something and when you should just shift your path by the way that it feels. This is all about learning to trust yourself and connecting with your soul on a deeper level. And the truth is that there will always be ups and downs in life. You know, it ebbs and and it flows. And it's about learning to ride those waves like a skillful sailor versus abandoning yourself in your dreams every time shit gets rough. Number two, get some support. So elevating your life is not something that you have to do alone and you're not meant to do it alone either. And you are worthy and deserving of support in all the ways that looks like for you and you can start now. So your soul might be telling you that it's time for you to invest in high level bespoke coaching to help you integrate. And if it is, I can support you with that. So if that sounds like something that would be aligned for you, check out my website at www.iamjadestoner.com forward slash work with Jade, or just get in touch with me on social. You might be being nudged to free up more time in your life by doing your shopping online or by hiring someone in your business to support your growth, you may start to ask for what you need more. You know, maybe it's asking your partner or your kids for more support around your home. Whatever way support feels good for you, remember that it's okay for you to have that support and you deserve that support as well. And I'll share again, you can have it all in your life but you just can't do it all. And why would you want to when it's so much more abundant to be supported and knowing that you don't have to do it all alone? That's very different energetically. That's very different vibrationally. Number three, love yourself always and in all of the ways. Remember this, everything in your life starts and ends with you. And what shows up in your life is a reflection of who you are and your relationship with yourself, the love, the trust, the belief. Put another way, your life is one big selfie. So for things outside of you to change, something inside of you has to change first. And a really great place to start is with the self-love. And as you start to love yourself, watch as everything around you starts to shift and transform. And I know self-love is a buzzword kind of thing right now, just like positive thinking, but here's the truth. Self-love isn't just all about pampering yourself and taking time off and buying yourself your favorite things. 
that is absolutely a part of it, but it's just one side of it. It's also about calling yourself out on your shit in order to elevate. And that means it won't always be easy. It's not always going to be comfortable, but I promise you it will be infinitely worth it. So that's it for part two of the six mistakes that I've made elevating my life. I know there is so much value in here and I invite you to sit with what I've shared through episode one, well part one actually, part one and part two and take whatever action you're being inspired to take right now because the only real change comes from inside of you. I'd love for you to share your biggest takeaways with me on the socials, so at Soul Growth Podcast or at I am Jade Stoner or both and use the hashtag Soul Growth Podcast. I love to see how all of this is helping you to elevate, so don't be a stranger. Until next time, sending you big love. Thank you for hanging out with me today on Soul Growth. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show as much as I loved creating it for you. I have no doubt that there was something in today's episode that you were meant to hear. So whatever nudges and inspirations you had while listening, trust them and act on them. That's your soul speaking to you. If you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed and following the show on your favorite platform so you'll be the first to know when the next episodes drop. And if you're wanting more of the good stuff, follow me on Insta at I am Jade Stoner.